This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 24th of June. In your Squeeze today, Sydney's COVID outbreak, the last print run for the Apple Daily, Britney Spears speaks, and hitting the trillions. This is your Squeeze today. Greater Sydney is now under the most stringent set of restrictions since the pre-Christmas Northern Beaches lockdown, and that's because there were 16 new COVID cases reported yesterday. Nine of those are linked to a super-spreading party in Sydney's southwest. Four are not yet linked to an existing outbreak. It's one of those ones that affects the whole nation once we look at border restrictions and the like. But first things first, Claire, there's no lockdown yet. Not yet, but New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian hasn't ruled that out. She says that's because what's happening in New South Wales at the moment is the spread of this very tricky Delta strain. Those steps might need to be taken to get on top of it. But as for where we've landed yesterday, from four o'clock yesterday, there's seven local government areas that covers Sydney's eastern suburbs, the centre of the city and the inner western suburbs and they're not allowed to leave the metropolitan area for the coming week. That affects about a million people. Uh, Across Greater Sydney, the Central Coast, the Blue Mountains and also Wollongong, so that real ring around Greater Sydney, uh, there are ramped up restrictions that will also be in place for a week. Uh, Only five visitors at home, new social distance rules at hospitality venues and the like. Also indoor mask wearing, that includes in offices and at work. Yeah, and there's also those border restrictions, of course, to be helpful. I'll go around the ground on those. Western and South Australia have put up a border ban for anyone travelling from New South Wales. Queensland doesn't want to see anyone from Greater Sydney. Victoria, Tassie and the ACT have a ban on residents from those seven council areas. And as for the Northern Territory, restrictions apply to residents from the Willar and Waverley Council areas. So with so many plans in disarray, Claire, lots of eyes on the vaccine rollout. There really is. And yesterday, the federal government released what it's calling its allocations horizons, which we think is a fancy way of saying supply targets. It seems to be doing anything to get out of putting a target on things. So it's gone for another term. But what that shape of the supply for the vaccine looks like is AstraZeneca really being done and dusted as far as Australia's concern after October. That's because most Australians over 60 will be vaccinated by then, the government hopes. And then when we get into October through to the end of the year, it's really Pfizer that's doing the heavy lifting. 27.6 million doses will be imported to cover that period. And also the Moderna vaccine will start to come online. Of course, we still don't know what it will mean if we're all vaccinated, but New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian did say yesterday that for her government, at least, having the majority of the population vaccinated is the only way to avoid lockdowns and restrictions. The Murugarpan family, Claire, have been issued three-month bridging visas that announced by Immigration Minister Alex Hawke yesterday. What does it mean for the family? 
It means that they're able to work uh, as they're out in the community at the moment. Also, they can access health and education services, housing and those sorts of things. Of course, they're no longer in detention on Christmas Island as they go through the motions of having their legal claims heard. Uh, Also, the youngest member of the family, four-year-old Thanika, is still receiving medical care. She's out of hospital, but the family must stay in Perth. Uh, Tharnika didn't get a visa. Uh, Lots of questions about why that's the case. It could be that it's her claim to a visa ongoing that has seen the family stay in Perth. Uh, But also that medical care is definitely a factor for her. The family has spent years fighting deportation to Sri Lanka after they were found not to be owed protection in Australia. Over to Hong Kong now, and we've been talking about China's ever-increasing influence on the territory, particularly their moves on Democratic newspaper Apple Daily. Last year, the paper's owner was arrested. Last week, its editor and other senior staff were arrested. This week, a writer. And now Apple Daily is closing, Claire, effectively from now. Yeah, it will be the last edition of that paper after 26 years today. What the management of the Apple Daily said last night is that they can no longer put their staff uh, in that kind of danger. Uh, Also, their bank accounts have been frozen, so they can't pay their staff. And that's something that's illegal in Hong Kong. It's really seen as another nail in the coffin of democracy and any kind of autonomy that Hong Kong had over itself. Yeah, at the same time as this is happening, the trial for the first person to be charged under that national security law that prevents citizens from speaking out against China has kicked off. That started yesterday without a jury. The charges for carrying a flag with a protest slogan and the sentence, if convicted, could be life in prison. Heading now to Crimea, Claire, a much contested part of the world between Ukraine and Russia, where overnight reports that a British warship had warning shots fired at it and bombs dropped in its path by the Russian military. And there's a couple of varying accounts on that. Russia's Defence Ministry said that it had taken those actions against the HMS Defender, but the UK's Ministry of Defence and the Office of UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson have a different story. They've denied those reports. Uh, Interestingly, at the time, there was a BBC journalist on board and he confirmed that the Russian forces had definitely harassed that ship. So uh, a lot to get to the bottom of today. What it's all about is Russia making a point, pundits say. Uh, That's because the Crimea Peninsula was annexed by Russia from Ukraine in 2014. And uh, the report is that it was protecting those waters. As you say, still lots of back and forth on this one. Nothing's really settled as to what did happen. More on this expected today. Britney Spears, Claire, is about to address the LA Superior Court. This one's been a long time coming for close watchers of Britney and her life. It's part of a hearing into her conservatorship. That's a fancy word for an arrangement put in place by a US court with the aim of protecting those who cannot care for themselves. It's a role that Britney's father, Jamie, has played since 2008. Yeah, and anyone that's watched any of the highly publicised documentaries on Britney Spears and this situation will be experts 
minutes about this, so probably don't need us to explain much more. But it's highly anticipated because she hasn't really talked about it. She certainly hasn't addressed the court on it for a couple of years, and that was a private session. Since then, there has really been a fan-driven free Britney movement and lots of attention on it. Yeah, Britney Spears has not performed publicly since late 2018. She said she will not perform as long as her father is in charge of her career. Microsoft Claire yesterday became the second publicly traded US company after Apple to reach a valuation of $2 trillion. I don't even know how many zeros are in a trillion, but many, it's, many, many. it is a lot and incredible the size of these companies. Uh, Apple, for comparison, took 42 years to reach the $1 trillion mark and then just two years to double its market value uh, to $2 trillion just recently. And Microsoft is definitely on that trajectory as well. What commentators say is these tech companies really are building incredible value at the moment as, of course, the pandemic and our lives being more and more online really coming to the fore. Yeah, fun fact, the only other company to be valued at $2 trillion is Saudi Arabia's state-owned oil company. It was the most valuable company in the world until Apple sailed right on past it last year. Squeeze the day, Claire. What do you got? Raylene Boyle, one of our real great athletes of the past. She turns 70 years old. That'll be a blast from the past for some people and a bit of a age check, realising that she's 70. Yeah, it was this day also 11 years ago, talking about a time check, that Julia Gillard rolled Kevin Rudd and became our 27th Prime Minister. Of course, our first female Prime Minister, it feels like yesterday. That's a nice segue into our squeeze shortcut this week on the topic of rolling the life and times of Barnaby Joyce Clare. Yeah, talking about rolling indeed. Yes, he is someone that I think we all think we know a bit about, but we've put it all together and it really is a romp through the recent past of quite a colourful life. Yeah, he's an interesting character and a lot has gone down in his life in the last few years. He's also, of course, the Deputy Prime Minister of Australia, so a powerful guy in our politics. There is that thing too. Yeah, so, you know, he's worth getting across an understanding. Just search for Squish Shortcuts in your podcast app to find that. Finally, if you like listening each day and want to make life easier for yourself, make sure you hit the follow button on your podcast app. That means we'll just be available when you open the app, saves you searching. That's all from us. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.